From Wonder Media Network, this is Encyclopedia Womanica. I'm Liza Powell O'Brien, a playwright and a mom, and I'm so excited to be guest hosting this episode. Today's Steminist was the first recognized woman astronomer in the United States. Driven by a love of math and science, she became a civil rights advocate, rejecting ideas of who scientists were supposed to be. Though she has a number of legacies, perhaps the most lasting one is a comet bearing her name. Let's talk about Mariah Mitchell. Mariah Mitchell was born on Nantucket Island off the coast of Massachusetts on August 1st, 1818. The Mitchells were Quakers and Mariah's father, William, was a teacher and astronomer. Like most Quakers, William believed in educating boys and girls equally. All 10 of his children, including Mariah, were brought up believing in the power of learning. Mariah in particular developed an early and deep appreciation for astronomy. When she was 12, she helped her father calculate the position of their home by observing a solar eclipse. By 14, Mariah had developed a reputation among sailors on the island, many of whom went to her for vital navigational computations needed for long whaling trips. After finishing her own traditional education at 16, Mariah promptly founded a local school that trained other girls in math and science. In 1836, while still a teenager, Mariah became the first librarian of the Nantucket Athenaeum. She would hold this position for the next 20 years. The following decade of Mariah's life was seemingly idyllic. She spent her days reading, perched among the books at the Athenaeum's membership library. At night, she would head to the observatory her father had built on top of the nearby Pacific Bank. The two of them would spend hours together looking at the night sky. On October 1st, 1847, Mariah discovered what would become known as Miss Mitchell's Comet. That night, Mariah had snuck away from a gathering at her parents' house and climbed onto their roof. Gazing through her two-inch telescope, Mariah saw a bright blur streak across the sky. She hurried downstairs, excited to tell her father of her potential discovery. At the time, it was well known in science circles that the King of Denmark had offered up a gold medal to the next person to find a new comet. In 1847, that offer was nearly 20 years old. Mariah's father quickly wrote to the head of the Harvard Observatory, but storms delayed the letter's delivery. By the time it finally arrived on October 7th, an Italian astronomer, Francesco De Vico, had claimed the comet and the gold medal. The president of Harvard then took it upon himself to remedy the situation. Soon, news spread across both Europe and the United States of Mariah's discovery. Even Francesco De Vico acknowledged her rightful victory. Eventually, the King of Denmark reversed his decision, officially attributing the comet to Mariah. The next year, she became the first woman elected to the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. The vote was unanimous. The discovery of Miss Mitchell's comet pulled Mariah from obscurity. In 1849, she was hired to run calculations for what's now known as the U.S. Naval Observatory, helping sailors determine their whereabouts using Venus. In 1850, she became one of the first women elected to the American Association for the Advancement of Science. Mariah left her post at the Nantucket Athenaeum in 1856. She traveled throughout Europe, meeting with other scientists and astronomers. She also became involved in civil rights movements, becoming both a suffrage and an anti-slavery advocate. 
After the Civil War, Mariah was recruited to teach at the newly formed women's college, Vassar, though she initially turned down the post, arguing that she'd never received an advanced degree. At Vassar, she had access to one of the largest telescopes in the country and developed a specialty in the surfaces of Jupiter and Saturn. As an instructor, Mariah predictably threw off gender expectations. She was known for having her students attend nightly celestial observations and travel across the country to observe eclipses. She brought in feminists to speak on political issues, often hosting them at the observatory. She encouraged her students to submit to journals that traditionally only published men. In 1906, when the first list of academic men of science was announced, three of her female protégés were included. In 1873, Mariah began serving as the president of the American Association for the Advancement of Women, an organization she had helped found. She was also elected vice president of the American Social Science Association, one of the era's few mixed-gender professional associations. In 1876, Mariah delivered the now-famous speech, The Need for Women in Science. Speaking in front of a crowd of hundreds, Mariah said, Does anyone suppose that any woman in all the ages has had a fair chance to show what she could do in science? The laws of nature are not discovered by accident. Theories do not come by chance, even to the greatest minds. Her argument was not that women could not be scientists. Rather, it was that most women were never given the opportunity to do so. Mariah taught at Vassar until 1888. She spent the last year of her life in Lynn, Massachusetts, living with her sister and continuing her research. She died in 1889 at the age of 70. Mariah was a pioneer in astronomy, pushing against the belief that only men and only highly educated men could contribute to the advancement of science. But she also had a reputation for kindness and for a kind of reflective wisdom that always left space for wonderment. Take, for example, a diary entry Mariah wrote several years after discovering her comet. The world of learning is so broad and the human soul is so limited in power. We reach forth and strain every nerve, but we seize only a bit of the curtain that hides the infinite from us. All month we're talking about STEMinists. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow Encyclopedia Womanica on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. Thanks for listening.